0: welcome in Frank Cervalli from the Daily Faceoff. Morning, Frank. A little bit of news this morning to get things rolling, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, Jarmro Kekalainen yeah. fired by the Columbus Blue Jackets after 11 calendar years as general manager and exactly one playoff round one.
2: <laughs> Frank, I get, Frank seems like Frank? it sounds pretty excited about yeah, this you, you think? I just
1: it, It's just a long time coming. I can't yeah. believe this season played out the way that it did. Yeah. And if i don't know how you guys run your business i've got my own business i've got other stuff going on there's zero chance that i would allow someone to make such a critical hire Mm -hmm. and have it go as wrong as mike babcock did and then say yeah you can keep working
0: yeah Uh, You know what, everyone that we, you know, you see what's on social media, our text line, Frank, and uh, the general consensus is, you know, way too long. Why didn't it happen after Babcock? But the other question, well, just one other, just the the other question, why today then?
1: Well, that's, that's the the next part of the reporting process. I actually just finished an hour long podcast with Jason Greger Mm -hmm. that it broke right in the middle of it. So I haven't had a chance to do any extra reporting, but I can tell you that, their franchise internal reaction after the Babcock you know firing, or yeah. what I guess you'd call it separation, since Mike Babcock did get paid a significant sum of money to no longer coach the Blue Jackets, in <sighs> fact, never coach the Blue Jackets for a game, mm-hmm. was they said, you know what? Everyone screwed us. The league screwed us, spit and chiclet screwed us, social media screwed us. They 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 got their backs up saying instead of taking some responsibility for the person that they hired and the choices they made, they said it's everyone else's fault. And they every, no one likes Columbus, all this stuff. And it's like, stop coming up with excuses. Mm-hmm. No one has any issue with Columbus. I don't know that it's at the top of everyone's list, but you put a good team on the ice. Edmonton wasn't at the top of everyone's list before. You put a good team on the ice and people will want to come
2: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the truth. That's just a w- easy way out, right? You blame everything else and take zero responsibility. <laughs>
1: That's why I yeah. I don't think there's been any more weenie front office in the league <laughs> the last few years than the Blue Jackets.
0: So, Frank, um, I mean, John Davidson takes over on an interim basis.
2: Is uh, he been uh, in the last number of months? Uh, man, like, Another one, yeah. Wouldn't you? like I. Uh, uh, New new person like yeah. totally new person that needs to be hired. Clean the house. It's hard at this time of the year. I, I know, yeah. I know, but why not? Like, well, I I think it's gonna take some time, right? But mm-hmm. hey, put
1: Rick Nash in charge. He's there. <laughs> like what? Like
2: he has been he has been there all along. Yeah, yeah, as oh, an advisor. yeah. Well, he's been yeah.
1: putting in the work. But, why but, not just have him take over on an interim basis?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on an interim basis. But wouldn't you rather have like somebody like totally new with a new vision, new that, Well, that's.
1: That's, That's what I would recommend. Yeah, uh, me too. So. It, it includes the president of Hockey Ops Shop. But let me tell you, this is going to be a really attractive opening. Mm-hmm. They've got a collection of prospects. That mm-hmm. team has been able to draft like nobody's business. They've done a really good job. Think of the other players that have moved on that they picked. Uh, and I know he's had a tough year, but P.L. Dubois and other players. But now you've got Fantilli, mm-hmm. uh Sillinger, yeah, uh, go through the list. You're a check on the back end, yeah. like they. Daniil Tarasov Tarasov, Net.
0: Kent Johnson, they,
1: Kent Johnson. They can draft. They can't develop.
0: Mm-hmm. So Frank, at the top of this list uh, in a GM search, where does Matthew Darch out of Tampa Bay stand?
1: I, I'd imagine he would certainly be. You know, any opening that's that we've had in the NHL the last you know two years and 11 of the 32 teams have changed out their general manager since January of 2022. So two calendar years, a third of the league has changed over. Darsh, I feel like has gotten an interview in at least six of them. Yeah. Mm. So he, I'm sure he'll be on someone's list somewhere, but let me add in to- on top of the prospect list. Another reason why this job would be so attractive is, it's pretty clear that you've got an owner that's a loyal and and allows you to do the job and b doesn't meddle stays out of the way so prospects you know young team to build around and and a loyal owner you you'd have to think that really that's all these guys can ask for in terms of becoming a gm
2: Mm -hmm. oh i totally agree yeah yeah it's so uh, yeah, the, question, on, the,
0: the kind of question though, f- right now, frankly, so you got what, three weeks until trade deadline. So, I mean, how, how, if you have a vision moving forward here and technically I guess John Davidson is in charge of this vision, how are you building this team at one of the most important parts of the season at trade deadline?
1: Well, I think you're trying to find as much value as you can. I think you're trying to identify in a year in which things have gone absolutely sideways, and and by the way, I think the coach and and all of his decision making process should be well examined this year, not just in the things that Pascal Vincent has said 17 days into his NHL tenure, mm-hmm. talking about how old it's gotten in Columbus, uh, change of viewpoint, and and many questions to ask about lineup decisions. I think you need to determine who's part of the future here and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, or even if you're not in the long-term view, and the reason I point this out is, is Boone Jenner, he's already on the wrong side of 30 and has two years left on his deal. It's a great contract for the, for the Blue Jackets, and it, it'd be a great contract somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This, this is the time to ask those questions. Yeah. How and- long is it going to take for us to be good and a playoff team and if not, if that person, Boone Jenner, is is not going to be here for when we're supposed to be there, then let's cash in with the absolute most value yeah. right now that we could possibly get. I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm just saying those are the types of foundational questions that they need to be asking.
2: And you're captain. Yeah, but it is what it is, right? It's business. But I don't think there should be any panic. Like mm-hmm. The season went sideways. They know it is what it is. But they still have the rest of the season to try to figure out, and off season to figure out what they want to do. Like I said, I believe there should be a totally new, fresh person hired that's gonna hire his own people. You know, and that's my belief. And then you have long time. I I know the next season is gonna come quickly, but you still you're gonna have you know few months to figure out which directions you want to go. Yeah. Now, yeah,
1: I think one thing they need to guard against, though, and I think Columbus, more than any team in the NHL, has been guilty of this the last mm-hmm. 10 years, is being fooled by any type of run that they might make yeah. in March and April. <laughs> yeah. They win games at the end of the year that do not matter, yeah. like no franchise <laughs> I've ever seen, and it creates this line of thinking in their front office, in their fan base, that they're closer to. Then they, it's like the the side mirror objects are closer than they may appear. Like they, that's that's not really the case. So I, don't get fooled by whatever happens over the last six to eight
2: weeks of the season. I totally believe. Yeah. I totally believe those games. They have nothing to lose, right? At the end, you play and, Lucy. Yeah, you play Lucy. The other teams are, you know, some of them under the stress, making not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. Like it's kind of like fake success. Um, look at Calgary They they pick their plan They're gonna stick by it Like they're still in the mix They have a chance But mm-hmm. there is rumors They might trade Markstrom yeah. Hannafin might be on the way out Tanef on the way out yeah. likely So they're sticking with their plan And that's what I would like to see from Columbus
0: Yeah. Uh, Frank Saravalli with us on Sports 1440. Maybe the the bigger news on the player front is Jake Gensel, injured last night in Pittsburgh's loss to Florida, uh, upper body injury. Um, Any inkling how serious it is, Frank? And then how big would this be on your trade target board?
1: Well, it's... no indication yet of the severity. He missed the final 12 minutes, and I think everyone is is kind of holding their breath mm-hmm. to understand today what the dynamics of that are. Is it serious? Is it not? Is it something he can be back from soon? And if not, it's the absolute worst-case scenario if it is serious for the Penguins because they've been on a slide, and they got absolutely worked last night by the Panthers. They're not even in the same ballpark as that team so to me i think what um what it's trying to what what we're trending towards is crystallizing that this penguins team that has a ton of talent that hasn't put it together in any consistent manner this year it they're trending towards you know finally ripping the band-aid off Mm -hmm. and not having Gensel to either trade or help you make the playoffs and get closer I can't imagine a more nightmarish scenario Oof. for a team that's been really stuck on the fence.
0: Yeah. Uh, Laddie brought it up too, Frank, about uh, Jacob Markstrom in Calgary. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there something r- close with Jersey? Yep. And it yep. just got nixed at the end? What happened?
1: there? You think? Yep. My understanding is the Flames and Devils had agreed to a deal in principle for Jacob Markstrom that he was on board with, mm-hmm. and – I don't know what happened. I I don't know if he was formally presented the paper and and it wasn't relating to him at all. Like, I don't know if he formally signed off on it or not, but it was that close and it got nixed somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. I believe on Calgary's end. I don't know why. I don't know what the explanation is. No one has been willing to talk about it because of the sensitive nature of it, but uh, they were pretty darn close
2: hmm. do you think there's still a chance that they they might revisit this uh closer to the trade deadline or is there any other, is there other teams who are really interested in markstrom
1: that's the hard part is i think well my understanding was there was some frustration on the devil's part on how it played out mm-hmm. i don't know if that means that they're not going to be able to get it done or can they revisit it but i happen to think at least in in talking to people around the league and, and really looking at the market analysis, I, I don't think there's a giant market for Markstrom as well as he's played mostly just because of the term and the contract. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't that many teams that can fit in the whole contract and then commit the next couple years to it. And If that involved the Flames retaining, that's a different conversation. The Flames haven't used any of their retention spots, which certainly they have available to them. But I think that's the real limiting factor on Markstrom when a lot of teams look at the goalie market and say, well, we got to pay a lot to get him, acquisition cost – and then fit him into our mm-hmm. cap, like we could just wait until the summer when 30 goalies are available and have a pick of someone else.
0: Yesterday, Frank, I, do, I looked at your daily face-off matchmakers on Valentine's Day and the pink graphics, and I, I got a warm, fuzzy feeling all over. Oh, yeah, it, I love it, You know, it was just warm and fuzzy, but uh, is there anyone uh, in particular on that? a
1: lot of heat for those, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> well... Uh, like, not for the graphics, but for oh, the trade proposals, okay. and I'm like... Most people don't realize that players and impact players at mm-hmm. that that move at the deadline are are expensive. Yeah. Look okay. at the trades that we've seen so far this year. Look at the package for Lindholm. Look at the first round pick for Monahan. Like, go yes. through all of them. They're they don't they're not free. Okay. So everyone was crying, saying, "Well, how could you know? Why so expensive?
2: <laughs> because they're you're, impact you're, players. Yeah." <laughs> <like you're,
0: laughs> Here's a quick one for you, Frank. I had a conversation with David Oliver Scout on Tuesday night in the press box here, and we brought up Patrick Kane. And if Detroit falls out of this, if Detroit goes in the tank and Patrick Kane is willing to waive his no-trade and no-movement clause, what kind of a return would a team have to um, send Detroit's way to get Patrick Kane?
1: Well, Last year, he went for a second-round pick plus – I know he was injured last year at mm-hmm. the time and that's really why you know the Rangers were able to pay that sort of number Kane just south of a point per game what did i say with you guys when 1. he signed 1.5 8 i said oh, 85 sorry. point pace yeah so you, I am
2: sure of that, but not by much. I said I said point you, a game. And yeah. I, Frank, I would you, be fine. you said one point
0: five per game. Yeah, he's got, he's
2: got he's got twenty one games, nineteen points. Yeah, and I he would, had a good I game would, here. I would take him, man. He is yeah. he is so good in my opinion. Like after going through what he what he went through in the off season and being mm-hmm. this good, and like and just besides hockey, like he yeah. brings championship pedigree yeah. to your locker room. You know, I I think it would be a great addition for any team.
1: I'm spitballing, but yeah. I'll say late first round pick plus a prospect. And I'm going to throw in this caveat. Well, two, I don't think the Red Wings are falling out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is I don't think Patrick Kane would wave. I think he's – he was really intrigued to go to Detroit, wanted to see it through, and it's close to his family who I believe stayed in Chicago and – I just don't I don't see it happening.
2: Yeah, I I don't either. It I was, I think Kevin wants him in Edmonton I secretly. Do. Well, you we talked about it earlier. He could always about, go back it, next year, Frank.
1: What are we like what what are the Oilers uh, really looking no. for? No. A top six right winger right that there. can feed Leon Dreisaitl pucks.
0: Well, we talked about it. I've, I've been saying this for months here. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. But,
2: yeah, that's, <laughs> it's that's
1: dream work. That's my world. matchmaker game was Jordan Eberle, though, and not Jake Gensel. Yeah,
0: I, I looked at that too, Frank, and I, all I could think about was the 2017 playoffs. I just I Stop. can't get that out of my mind. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you why that's an absolute crock <laughs> I'm of please. Sorry, Kevin. Frank. Kevin, Kevin, come yeah. on. Uh, Look at his last 63 playoff games. Okay. Jordan Eberle in the last the 63 playoff games he's played since leaving Edmonton has scored at a higher point per game pace than his career regular season. Don't Perf- don't bring up for me and I'm, do I'm, not fall into the previous spoiler regime line that they fed everyone on why they decided to sell on Jordan Eberle at the wrong time. He
2: is a clutch player. He hey Goes all the way back to his junior years. He was always there, and he he can perform in the playoffs, man. I'm not in on him. Some some players are just like that, man. They they rise to the occasion. Okay.
1: I watched with you in 2017. I know Mm -hmm. how bad he was, but we have a big enough sample size, almost a complete additional NHL regular season since he left, and .71 points per game, including 15 or 19 goals. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. You can't hang
2: that on him. That's seven. That's almost. That's like that's a while ago. It's like seven, seven years. Seven ago. years, man.
0: Well, we'll be discussing this next time on Frank. Thanks for this, buddy. Take care. Have a good weekend.
1: Have a good one.